I am a firm believer that the um, God is giving us input constantly, okay, whether through the, the sacred text that he's given us or through people around us or events and circumstances. I'm a huge believer in God winks, those God incidents. They're not coincidences, they're God incidences. And I think it's happening all the time. And every once in a while, the way that a reading is read or the way that uh, it's sung, it, it, I'm just sitting there thinking, oh, if I had a second chance, I'd go after that theme, Lord. The whole thing of when you think, is God on our side? Especially the, the theme of prayer. Is God on our side? The psalm tells us to look at creation. You know, the psalm saying, who made heaven and earth? I lift my eyes towards the mountains. Help me. Who made heaven and earth? The, um, he doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. The sun will not harm you, nor the moon by the night. He says, look towards creation. Look towards, you know, read the science. If it wasn't for our moon, we would have a wobble. Mars has a wobble of about 30 degrees, which means it has irregular reception of sunlight, okay? We have a wobble of one to two degrees. It's just a jiggle. It's not even a wobble. Mars has the big one. That moon attracts water to itself, and it mixes the fresh water that has minerals with ocean water. So our oceans don't become a stagnant pool, but it keeps mixing them up. Because we have a spinning core, a spinning iron core. You know what you get when you spin iron? A force field, a magnetic force field. And our planet is surrounded by a magnetic force field. Then you've got, it's hot, it's molten. And the interior of our planet, combined with our thin transparent atmosphere, keep the surface of the planet warm. Because I don't know how far, I know at least five miles up there, there's a death freeze, and it never touches us. And our oxygen, if it just increased a little bit, you'd have oxygen explosions in the atmosphere. And if it decreased just 5%, the amount of oxygen in the air, you'd never have anything as big as us. You'd have mold and maybe ants, and that's it. Look to the mountains and the heavens and the stars. Look to what God has done around us, and then see, Lord God, what have you done for me today? So isn't that nice? I'd be, I'd, I would have done that. I would have given that same exact homily if I already had written this one. Okay, <laughs> I'm playing with you there. I'll make this one short. When I was coming in, there, and a couple of times here, one of the, our little brothers and sisters, and I tell them at the seminary, good preachers keep their eye on you little people. Like that one right there, okay? Um, the, um, because when they get antsy, the priest better leave, okay? The more, the more bambinos, the shorter the homily. It, that's how it works, okay? We love the little screamy uh, Costa Rican rainforest noises coming from our congregations. Not Jurassic Park. They can go for a walk. But if it's from the Costa Rican rainforest, we love that, okay? Macaws and crows and cheetahs. Um, these readings, the, they reminded me of a friend of mine. He only likes one kind of ice cream. I think most of us would be like that. He's a lover of vanilla, okay? A vanilla lover, okay? And he might go to Dairy Isle, that great place down there, or Wits, a little south of here. He goes there, and you'll have a big spread of ice cream, and he'll judge the entire store 
by how the vanilla is. You know, I'm a Rocky Road freak, but I'll eat anything of that. But he says, only the vanilla. That's how you know if a store is good. And so he judges it all just by that one. Imagine if you know the people at Dairy Isle, and you go there and take their vanilla and go, eh, your ice cream is nothing special. Your ice cream doesn't do it for me. Get ready to duck. Get ready to duck, okay? They may throw a pint at you of something that you might like better. Judging it, this entire stand, by only one flavor doesn't make sense. Well, today's readings are clearly about prayer. In the first reading, Moses had to keep his arms up. He was probably praying, but it may have just been at that time. He just was keeping his arms up. I wonder, and this came to me when I was hearing it read, I wonder if Moses was like this, or was he like this? And they had to keep his arms like this. Because we're going to see someone else praying for us, the new Moses. And he would have kept his arms like this, even if there were no nails. Isn't that amazing? The new Moses also kept his arms up. And just to pay the price for the sins of our hands, he took some spikes. But I wonder if that's what's going on in that first reading when we come into a Catholic church also with the crucifix. In the gospel, Jesus tells us in order to teach that we should always pray and persevere and never give up. So absolutely do that. Don't give up, okay? Hold the line of prayer. Don't cave in. People are relying on you praying. But I think there may be some subcurrents in these readings. A subcurrent is not the big current. There are little things underneath. And I wonder if there's a subcurrent in these readings. We should always look for that, something that's deeper, as it says, go deeper. And so what are they? I think I found two. First is the widow kept going to this hard-hearted judge, you know. The judge didn't want to answer her. He, he wasn't zealous to give her a decision to, to meet her need. And she had to wear him down. Now I can tell you, if you're like me, you made that link that that's what we must be like with God. We must have to wear him down. He's not initially wanting to help us. And that's why we, we just can't say, do this. You know, I got a disease. Cure it now. Move it along. We just don't do it, but we have to wear him down because the, the parables comparing God to the unjust judge, not at all. Is God like the judge who's unwilling to act for us? Is that the way he is? Look at the mountains, look at the heavens, look at the stars, look at the, the life breaking forth. For centuries and millennia, we put seeds in the ground and it comes up and feeds families. In a random universe, that's supposedly all random, you can count on it, it's called harvest season. No, rather, think about what Jesus has done for us. Think about what God has done for us. Did, was God slow to go, come to our aid when he abandoned his throne in glory and gave up his glory? Did he hold back for our good when he gave up his throne? When he took the form of a little child? In baby language, they're starting to say, pick it up, Padre. That's really a tough audience. Um, when he took a form of a little child, being poor, weak, and fragile, born in a barn, does that show him holding back for our good? Oh no. When he, for 30 years, he was silent when he knew what we needed. For 30 years, not using his power, his wisdom, and his glory. Was that him holding back for our good? 
No, he was there atoning for us. When he allowed himself to be arrested, judged, and ridiculed, is that evidence that he held back for our good? He wasn't willing to, to move quickly for our good? When he was tortured and crucified, thereby paying the debt for human sinfulness, is that him holding back for what we need, not being willing to work with us and work for us? When he died and then rose from the dead, breaking the hold of death and on us, it's broken. Is that evidence that God doesn't want to work with us and for us? That he doesn't hear and answer our deepest needs? No, just like the heavens declare God's glory, the life of Jesus says he's for you. He's for you. He did this for you. Even if a prayer is not answered, he did this for you. When he gave us his Holy Spirit and he gave us the wonderful sacraments to grow in grace and holiness, then you, to be able to live in a vibrant parish, do we see any evidence of God not loving you and giving you what you need? No. He doesn't need prodding. He's already there. There was a country music song. What was it? I'm already there. Well, God's already there. He doesn't need to be won over. He doesn't have, there's no resistance on him part to give us everything to get to great glory because that's his goal. Like the widow had to do, know who we're praying to. We are praying to God the Father who's been so kind and generous, forgiving, merciful, and active each day of our life. And the heavens declare it. And your life declares it. And the parish declares it. And so when we ask for any need... That's good. Do that. But see that we, we realize, no, nope, if it's not answered in the way we want, in the timing we want. Remember, he's not against us. Over and over, he's shown that he's for us. He's not unwilling to do what's for our good. He has not shown any unwillingness to give us the best that we need. And sometimes he answers quickly, and sometimes he doesn't. And he does that working with us to draw us into the kingdom. In either case, stay with him. Stay with him. Don't say, my prayers are answered, forget you. Because he may be right around the corner of answering it in ways you cannot imagine. The second, that's the first undercurrent, is he's already done such good things. Don't forget that and say, my relationship with you depends on this now because he's already acted so much for us in such good ways. The second undercurrent has to do with that judge of ice cream stores, okay? And one more page, that's it. That's okay, good. Uh, perfect timing though, okay? There are many ways of praying in the Catholic Church, just to review that. There's so many ways of praying. We have three big types. One is lit liturgy. Liturgy is mass and the divine office and all sacraments. And that's it. Mass, the office, that the bravery that priests and nuns pray, and the sacraments, okay? Um, and then there's devotion. It's our private prayer. Our devotional life is our private prayer. And then there's really, frankly, there's something in the middle called quasi-devotion. And that's where you take the prayers of other people, like the rosary or the chaplet or prayer cards, and you try to make them your own. 
So the public prayer of the church, liturgy, your own private prayer, and you can do anything you want. You can stand on your head and own to Jesus for all we care. You can pray the rosary. You can do anything in your private prayer because that's not liturgy. Liturgy is the public prayer of the church. And so in your own private words, you've learned that personal prayer has a whole bunch of different things, right? Prayer is a party, P-A-R-T-Y. Prayer is a party. It's praise. At Mass, we learn how to praise. That's why we do the Gloria right off the bat. We ask God for what we need with confidence that in his love for us that he's shown so much, he'll answer. He'll bring us to see life like him. We repent, the, the R in party. We repent because he's rich in mercy. Why hold back if you know you have a sin? He wants to forgive that. He wants you to know his forgiveness. We thank him for all the blessings of our life and our day. Even our mass, the Eucharist, Eucharistia is thanksgiving. And lastly, we yield. The Our Father does that very well. Well, brothers and sisters, if you're asking an intercessory prayer and it doesn't seem like it's working for you, okay, if that's offline, how's the other one? How's your praise? Is that where his power and grace are coming to you in praise? If your intercession's kind of weak? If your repentance isn't too strong, how's your thanking God at the end of every day for what he's done? You see, there's more ways of personal prayer than just ask. And one may be strong, and another may be a little bit weak for a while. Just realize that. How come we never say, hey, my ability to praise you, Lord, if I don't have it today, I'm not going to believe in you. We never say that. But there's, there's five ways of praying in your personal prayer, not just always ask, ask, ask. There's all these others. And so why don't we judge our relation with God according to all of our prayer life. Are you still have your foot in the spiritual door? By one of the ways of prayer, God bless you. That's the stuff of heaven. He's got you there. You are blessed if you keep up your prayer life with the Lord in any of those ways. Are you still praising and thanking? Are you still yielding? Or like the vanilla lover, are you judging your entire spiritual life because one form of prayer isn't going. Seems like it's on hold, Lord. And so I'm going to keep at it, but I'm going to trust that one day, one day, you'll show me daylight. You'll show me daylight. I have got a buddy who owns a Tesla self-driving car. I think he's crazy, okay? The mirror is broken. If you have that car, God love you, okay? Uh, be rich in going to confession, okay? But, um, the side mirror is broken, but the rest is awesome. You know, the, the, I asked him, hey, how is it like not having to put gas in a car? How is that? Because he still has that. And how about the chauffeur, the invisible chauffeur that drives you around? He can sit in the back and do work as the invisible chauffeur. To me, that sounds a little too spiritual, okay? Um, I go, doo-doo-doo-doo, okay? Um, the radium is wonder is serious radio and he can just say hey turn to this channel turn to this person are they on it goes he has a tv screen he has a computer hookup and a computer screen he's got everything he wants he's angry because the mirror is offline it's like dude you have awesomeness so what about the mirror are we like that in our spiritual life lord this type of prayer doesn't seem like it's online so i'm angry well, then move over and jump to another form of prayer. Lord, if you answer my prayer today or next week in a year, 
I will still praise you because I see your love all around me. When Jesus taught us to pray, he gave us seven petitions in the Our Father. Those petitions are, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. St. Thomas says that should be the concern of our life, that God be glorified by people around me. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then we get down to what we need. After being concerned for God's glory in his name, give us this day our daily bread, especially the Eucharist, but our needs. He hears us there. But forgive us our sins, keep us free from temptation, and don't let evil get us because sin and temptation and the power of evil, that might, that's what removes your soul from the possibility of eternal glory, sin. That should be our biggest concern. It is in the Our Father. Jesus, showed, Jesus wants to show his love and mercy. He already has. He's already there. You don't got to nudge him. You don't have to win him. You don't have to wear him down like the unjust judge. But he's not, he's not against us. He's already for us. St. Catherine says... He is infatuated with your soul. He loves you that much. He's infatuated, but he is a good physician. If I go into a doctor, let's say I have a cardiac, okay? May it not happen this week. But let's say I have a cardiac, okay? The heart says, Bostokosi, I'm out of here. And I go into a physician, and the doc says, the surgeon says, yeah, we got to work on his heart, but you see his stubbed toe, because I stubbed my toe about a week ago. Hey, the heart can wait. Let's work on this toe. That's bad medicine. He hasn't triaged. You work on the most important first. God is the divine physician. And so he'll work on what's most important to us. And if we're in a good struggle against sin, you can be sure he, he's going to be there to make sure it doesn't overcome us. And so, keep growing in prayer. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says prayer, all its forms, the public form, the private form, everything, it says prayer is a battlefield. It's a battlefield that you don't retreat from the line. You hold the line. It's a battlefield. Okay? No matter what you see, no matter what's going on, hold the line. If your intercession is stale, keep up your praise. That where maybe he's empowering you right now. If you think your thanksgiving is offline, well, go to the repentance thing. Repent for yourself, your family, the nation, the world. Repent for those people that are just constantly bugging us, okay? And if that's offline, maybe the glory is the one you need. But in everything, remember he's always loved us. He continues to love us today, and he always will. Perfect timing.